That is the sound of the bell of round number seven, fight number six, Pacific Coast boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos illegal, though. When in doubt, stick it out. Doodle, doodle, doodle. Pacific Coast boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just ready to talk about boxing. Yeah, wow, what a weekend. I mean, this was one of those weekends of boxing where, you know, wasn't a whole bunch of fights going on, uh-huh. but we had the one fight. The, the one good one that, you know, made it all worth it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, ended ended ugly, uh-huh. right? And again, you know, I told you going into that, I was pulling for Lee Wood simply because he was more of the, you know, the fighters, the people's type of champ going coming into that. Uh-huh. But I certainly didn't wish, and I'm glad that so far, right, as far as we know, Michael Conlon is back and he's doing okay. Yeah. But what an ugly end to a great fight, man. No, yeah, it was definitely scary, but, um, you know, I think he was... He was even released from the hospital that same night yeah. and went back to the hotel and uh, they were taking pictures together, Yeah, you know, that same night. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the, you know, we love the sport, right? And that's like the good and bad of the sport that we love, right? Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of it. And then there's that, that any given night, um, your whole life and everything could just change Yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the part of it. And here's the other thing, right? Those two guys going into the fight, a lot of animosity, Rick, right? Again, because like I said, right, Michael Conlon, kind of the kid with the silver spoon in his mouth, the Olympic, the Olympian, Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor, right, uh, with him at his fight in Madison Square Garden, a lot of trash talking leading up to that. But you could see that even after the fight, like uh, Lee Wood, completely somber, Uh very respectful, right? And and that because that's kind of the reality of what they do, man. Yeah, no, you definitely have to be, and uh, you know, you like to see, you know, that side of it, you know, the concern. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it's definitely there. Um, you know, they put in that fourth rope, you know, yeah. to, to kind of prevent that. But yeah. uh, you know, he went right through those ropes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, well, the most infamous one of that, by the way, was uh, was Jack Dems- Dempsey mm-hmm. against the Argentine Furpo back in the day. And and Dempsey got knocked down, um, and then the reporters and everybody at ringside actually helped him back up. Uh-huh. So that was a lot of controversy. That yeah. was the one where the uh, the ten knockdown round. Yeah, ten knockouts in one round, Rick. Oh wow, that was that was that yeah. one. Yeah, and then Dempsey came back, of course, and he uh, and he knocked him out. But yeah, man, I gotta tell you, man. I mean, we were, we were calling it. Remember, mm-hmm. I told you this is going to be a great fight. Yeah, it had all the makings of a great fight simply because of everything that when you going into the fight, the the as far as the odds were concerned, the odds were close. So all indications is it was going to be a really good fight. Mm-hmm. But wow, yeah, no. Um, could you even say you know? Possibly fight of the year up to this point. Oh, there's yeah, there's no doubt about yeah, it. There's no doubt about it. You know, we're talking. You know, uh, Lee Wood gets knocked down in the first round. That's right. You know, and he was hurt badly in the second round. That's right. You know, so you didn't think he was going to make it. No. You know, very much further than that. Right. And for him to be the one standing after twelve rounds. Yeah, that's right. You know. Knowing that he needs it now. When we looked at the at the judging and the scores mm-hmm. afterwards, right, he was down. You were saying 104 to 103 on two judges, uh-huh. 105 uh, down 102. 105 on the other one. So really, right, he needed to win the round uh-huh. to get a draw. To get a draw. Right? A knockdown 
wins the fight. Mm-hmm. And obviously what he did is just win it in devastating fashion, man. Yeah. And that's good. You know, I think <laughs> it's a walk off home run, Rick. Yeah. And, and to have the even fight like that, where I think both of them were going for it, you know, it's, uh, yeah. You usually don't get that in the 12th round if one guy thinks he's, he's up a lot. Yeah. But I think, uh, Conlon definitely knew that this fight was close, could go either way. Yeah. And that last round was important. It delivered. That's the thing, yeah. right? Is how many times do we see fights like this, right? And they just don't quite live up mm-hmm. to the billing. Yeah. Right. And and this one did. This one delivered mm-hmm. absolutely everything that we expected it to, and then some. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would have predicted that it was going to end. I won't even say that I knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. in the dramatic fashion that it did. Yeah. Right. No, definitely not. Uh, you know, I think uh, Colin went down the, the the round before. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, you know, but yeah, to be knocked out like that, yeah. you know, out, you know, go through the ropes, you know, yeah. very reminiscent of, uh, you know, the Bernard Hopkins. That's right. Joe Smith fight. Yeah, that's exactly right. When he literally, he literally knocked him into retirement. Yeah. I mean, he started and I guess, you know, we're covering it because it was now because it was that good of a fight. But mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, I mean, Wood started coming back and really taking over about the ninth, tenth round. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then it just happened. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Great fight. Yeah, a great fight. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, here in the next segment when we talk about that. And also, you know, where do both guys go from here, Mm -hmm. right? Lee Wood after after beating Zhu Khan. Yeah. Now he beats Conlon, so now he's for real. Yeah. Or at least people are now believing, right, that it was not just a fluke. This guy's the real deal, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um i tell you another thing, Rick, that I did in between the last podcast. A couple things that were pretty interesting. Got a chance to watch the, uh, when you talk about uh, good, good fights, mm-hmm. got a chance to watch Fernando Vargas and your guy, Tito Trinidad. Yeah. Got to watch that fight again, Rick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great fight. Yeah. You know, I wish I, you know, now, now you know, hearing you talk about it, yeah. you know, before we came on the air. Yeah. You know, I wish I was there. You know, yeah. Because I, to, to, yeah. to make some counter punches. Yeah, possibly. I will tell you this much, right? And yeah. and again, you said you'd watch him again, but what um, Felix Trinidad in the low blows, uh-huh. it was very obvious that he was hitting Vargas low at the most opportune moments of the fight. Uh-huh. And I think that that changed. It actually changed the tide of the fight. And and if to only get a point taken away, I think he got off cheap. Yeah. No, it was, uh, you know, I do remember yeah. the, uh, after he got knocked down. Yeah. You know the 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 next, you know the low blow. Yeah, definitely looked blatant. Yeah, um, I do have to go back and look at the other two. They were all blatant, yeah. but see, but that one especially, the one you're talking about, mm-hmm. that was the big one because that was the momentum changer. Yeah, that's the one where you know Vargas, you know uh, Trinidad goes down, the the tide was definitely shifting, and then all of a sudden he goes low blow, and it just Vargas wasn't able to capitalize yeah. on it, and that changed the fight. Yeah, I, I I definitely have to go back and look, you know, because maybe you know Vargas was pulling his head down and that punch came low. But I'll go yeah, back and I don't I'll think look. So I don't think so. I'll go back and I look. Um, also, I mean, you know, not sure if you've had a chance to find the seven rounds. By the way, I, actually, I, I did. You know, okay. I actually brought them here. Okay. Um, you know, I was reviewing what I came yeah. up with. Yeah. Along with the, um, you know, the judges. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I gave Trinidad, which, you know, the, the, the first two rounds were kind of feel-out rounds. Could it win either way? Yeah. You, you know, and um, so I had Trinidad winning one, yeah. two, mm-hmm. four. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you ran nine, out already? Nine, okay. 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. You know, so 
Um, and you know, the judges kind of agreed with me, yeah. you know, the first round, yeah. two of the three judges gave it to Trinidad. Yeah. Second round, three of the three. Yeah. Round four, mm-hmm. two of the three gave it to Trinidad. Yeah. And then round nine was two out of the three. Yeah. 10 and 11, both three out of the three. Yeah. And then round 12 was two out of the three. Yeah. Yeah. So th- th- those were the seven rounds right there. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing though, is that most people didn't agree yeah. with theirs. So I'll have to, I'll look at those again. I told you that I, yeah, in in fairness to you and -hmm. and everybody else, I'm going to rewatch those. I know one and two. One and two, you could have given either way. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those. I mean, that's the one thing, right? I was hanging out with El Goyo from the Hill who joined us last year. And I said, look, rounds one and two, you could give that to anybody. Yeah. It was, it was that close, right? Not a lot of action going on. See, and then you've got, you know, one and two. Yeah. And then, you know, the last four rounds for the draw. So you just got to find one more. Yeah, well, he didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna watch it again, but uh-huh. he didn't sweep nine through twelve. I, I know that he didn't sweep nine through twelve. Ah, uh, he was, he was running. Um, you know, probably started Not, running in the eighth. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Rick. We yeah. are in round number seven uh-huh. of the podcast. So, um, we always talk about a fight that resonates in the round of the podcast we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to end in round number seven, and you found this one, so go for it, Rick. Okay, so I found. Um, Chiquita Gonzalez. Yep. Versus uh, Michael Cobberhall. Yeah. You know, the, the, this was their first fight. Yeah. It was March 13th, uh, 1993, from the Las Vegas Hilton Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And this was uh, the uh, first fight of their trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. The only one, in fact, that Michael Cobberhall actually won, yeah. right? He knocks out Chiquita Gonzalez, by the way, who we met yeah. at, the, uh, at the Honda Center, mm-hmm. right? Was that at the uh, it, Ryan Garcia fight? Yeah. Yeah. Last. Uh, mm-hmm. Valentine's, yeah. <clears throat> two fourteen, right? So yeah, so he beats Chiquita Gonzalez in ninety three, and then they rematch in ninety four, mm-hmm. about a year later, loses the split decision, and then they fight again, same year, um, ten months later, mm-hmm. in Mexico, loses a majority decision that time. Yeah, and just just to tell you, they fought three times in a, in a year and a half. Yeah, and Michael Carbohai had two fights between each of the fights. Yeah. Yeah, so, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it, it's nuts that they would fight yeah. you know, every two, three months. Yeah, and what was crazy, right, about that is that we're talking about these guys were fighting, Rick, at the 108-pound division, mm-hmm. which is essentially the world light flyweight. The light flyweights. Right, and so at that time, right, that's what was just as big because you're mm-hmm. talking in the 90s, right? You're talking the Tyson era. The Larry Holmes era was just, had just ended, and so— for these guys to take center stage at that mm-hmm. time, this was huge. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And, um, you know, a huge fight. Um, you know, even Wikipedia said that um, they became the first junior flyweights to earn a million-dollar purse. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you look at their, their last fight, which which uh, which took place in, in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and you look at who was on that card, right? Got Genaro Chicanito Hernandez was on that fight. Orlin Norris, Ricardo Lopez, right? Okay. The uh, the great uh, minimum weight, basically, who didn't get the credit because there just wasn't enough fighters. Uh, Terry Norris, right? Mm-hmm. And then all the way down below, one of the prelims, Juan Manuel Marquez, right? Oh, wow. Six and one. Very, he went, very he went early. to six and one. Yeah, it was very early. So I mean, so the and these guys again were were headlining the fight. Mm-hmm. These guys were the main eventers. Yeah. Go figure. All right, Rick. So here's what we got today. We got to get caught up on a lot of boxing news. We got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, we got. Oh, and I also tell you a special visit that I put that I paid uh-huh. in between our last uh, podcast. Uh, got an opportunity to see our guy Raúl and David Benavides spar live. Oh wow! Also got to see uh, Jose Valenzuela, El Rayo. Mm-hmm. So got that. Got a lot of boxing news. Plant Benavides, Charlo, um, Amir Khan. Yeah, we got Amir Khan news. Unfortunately, so we'll be right back. Also, okay, we can't end the first segment without mentioning that because we're big wrestling fans uh-huh. um you know may he rest in peace scott hall no scott hall you know razor ramon yeah you know very sad to hear you know it it started yesterday i think the yeah. news started coming out yeah you know that um you know had suffered a, a couple of three uh heart attacks and uh complications from hip surgery yeah but um, you know i'm telling you he was in my top five wrestlers of all time. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Same here. I mean, well, if you look to your yeah. left, you see the the character that I have there, mm-hmm. Razor Ramon. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody um, a couple weeks ago. We were just reminiscing. He had a wrestling shirt on, uh-huh. and he asked me. He goes, "Hey, who's your wrestlers for back in the day and pre this?" I yeah. said, "Razor Ramon." Yeah. I said he just he played a good character. He was good behind the mic, right? Yeah. He, uh, you know, he was okay in the ring, right? He yeah. did he did what he had to what he had to do, right? Um, him and Scott uh, Nash, right? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash yeah. yeah, Kevin Nash were kind of the outsiders mm-hmm. and whatnot. So no, man, he played because he had a couple of roles that he played. Yeah, right. He was the Razor Ramon, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was the, the then he was Scott Hall. Scott Hall, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, may he rest in peace. You know, mm-hmm. he had cleaned himself up towards the end, right? Kind yeah. of working out with Jake the Snake Roberts, etc. But you know, there's another, and those guys live hard, man. Yeah. No. No. It. it um, you know the. It seems like the lifespan for for these wrestlers, you know, if, if they make it to fifty, yeah. sometimes, you know, that, um, you know, that's good for them. That's exactly right. Only the good die young, right? Uh-huh. All right, we'll be right back. Continue here. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, man. So I was um, in between our last podcast, Rick, I was able to spend some time. Um, and really, right, it's just an absolute privilege. And I got to check out Raul Lizarraga, get some sparring in against the great David Benavides. That was a treat, man. Yeah, no, and Raul's only going to get better, yeah. you know, facing, um, you know, elite competition like that. No, that's exactly right, and I'll tell you, and I think I said it before, but just just a good family, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Jose Benavides, the dad, um, you know, class act. Yeah. Um, got to also watch El Rayo, um, Jose Valenzuela. Mm-hmm. That's the one that you mentioned last week is going to be fighting uh, Francisco Vargas. Yeah. He's going to destroy him, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's going to absolutely destroy him. You know, I saw him spar against uh, Joette Gonzalez uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe it was more than that a month ago, but he's going to destroy Vargas, man. Yeah. That'll it, be Vargas's last hurrah. Yeah, it's it's not going to be good. And it, um, you know, you, you hate to see him. You know, you got a former world champion. Yeah. Um, at this point, you know, gate, gatekeeper status. Pretty much. And yeah. it's, yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, and I get it, right? I get it from uh, Valenzuela's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not, right? Former champion, you know, fights of the year against Alito, against Murasan, yeah. and you know that's fine, right? I mean, if you're going to put that opponent in front of you and give you the opportunity, why not? Mm-hmm. 
But man, yeah, if I'm Vargas, yeah, that that's not going to be pretty. No. Yeah, not at all, man. Mm-hmm. Um, also got to meet uh, Marvin Rodriguez, Rick, the uh, owner of uh, of Marv Nation. Okay. Quality person. Um, I tell you what, man. You know, you start looking at what Marv Nation's doing and how they're really focusing on. You know, not necessarily right. The blue chippers, mm-hmm. right? That 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 are going to get signed by top rank and whatnot immediately. There's a whole nother group. There's another space of fighters that need that opportunity. Yeah, right. Inner city type kids that maybe nobody's heard of, but don't have the resources. Right? They may not have the resources to go traveling and go to the Junior Olympics and go to all these tournaments. Um, and I'll tell you, man, what he's doing with Marv Nation is absolutely impressive. Um, you know, they don't they don't just do boxing, right? Yeah. They do music events, they do fights in, in Costa Rica, in Mexico, in the US. That's the real deal there, man. No, yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about the you know, the fights that he puts up in Pomona. Yeah. Um, you know, one of these days, you know, if we're lucky enough, you know, we'll 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 make it out there. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I'd love to attend uh one of those events, check it out on behalf of Pacific Coast Boxing. Um his both of his boys fight, by the way. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting story. So I'll also see if we can even get him to uh, to come on the podcast yeah. and even talk to his boys. But uh, but anyways, yeah, that was a treat watching those guys spar. I'll tell you what, man. And I know you got a little bit of news on him with David Plant. David Benavides looks. Luke, I mean, he he looks, looks sharp. he looks sharp, man. He yeah. looks ready. You know, the thudding punches, the uh-huh. speed, and you know, and this is just sparring. But it, it, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Yeah. This this it's hard to it's hard to visualize or hard to see anybody in the 168 pound division mm-hmm. beating this guy. Yeah, and and in a tall 168. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, that's uh, right. You know, and that that's a very good point. You know, there, there, there's a reason why you know I, I think Canelo's not running towards this fight. That's so right. I think eventually he, he does get the Canelo fight. Yeah. But, um, you know, it'll take a little bit of time. Yeah, he's young enough, like we talked about, right? He's young enough that, you know, he can afford. The problem is, right, that he needs to get that strap back, mm-hmm. and he's with PBC. Yeah. And then that's when you kind of start running into the quicksand mm-hmm. of trying to get the right fight. Yeah. But, but very impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick, back to we did have the fight that took place over the weekend, Rick. Yeah. No, so, yeah, the uh, Michael Conlon, um, Lee Wood fight. Yeah. You know, it, we kind of we talked about it, you know. It's kind of where, you know where do they go from there? Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the names that uh, Lee Wood had thrown out was uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah. So this is the featherweight division, right? Mm-hmm. One hundred twenty-six pounds. So you know, Lee Wood retains, I guess, his version of the WBA that he beat uh, yeah. championship that he won from Zukon, right? Yeah. Um, you got Mark Magsayo, who just beat you know the super active Gary Russell Jr. Mm-hmm. Finally, okay. Yeah. And then you got Kiko Martinez, who's going to be fighting Josh Warrington in a couple weeks, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I said the same thing about um, Lee Wood and Michael Collin, and I was right. Um, Kiko Martinez is the one that beat Kid Galahad, uh-huh. and he's known for these surprise knockouts, and that's going to be, I digress a bit, but how much does Josh Warrington have left? And then, of course, you got uh, uh, Manuel Navarrete. Yeah, and at the at the hundred and thirty pound, uh, the other version of WBO, and yes, Santa Cruz holds the WBA. I think Rick that it would be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I don't. I see it, especially this kid Lee Wood. He's tough, man, yeah. and I think that Leo Santa Cruz is no longer at 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 that peak level. I think he's edging over the other side, Rick. Yeah. No, you know, um, 
It could be. You know, Santa Cruz looked pretty good in his last fight, but, uh, you know, like we discussed before, we couldn't remember who was yeah, against. Yeah, against who? Against yeah. who? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, Leo Santa Cruz, though, at the, at the 126 uh, pound weight division, you know, it's kind of tough to beat. So, you know, I got to see, you know, I would love to see it. Yeah. I think it would be an entertaining fight. And, um, you know, hopefully they can get that done. Yeah, because, I mean, again, right, you look at all the 126 pounds, Mark Maxile, Santa Cruz, Lee Wood, Kiko Martinez, Emmanuel Navarrete. Yeah. At least we're going to see a quality fight in a couple of yeah. weeks with Kiko Martinez and Josh Warrington. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that that's a good fight. Mauricio Lara yeah. just, just fought, right, and won by impressive knockout. Lara's the one who knocked out um, Josh Warrington mm-hmm. in, a, in a major upset, or maybe it wasn't an upset, right? Yeah. And then, of course, we got Emmanuel Navarrete who's hanging around mm-hmm. there at 130 pounds, right? Um, yeah, this this is going to be – this division's loaded yeah, you, you all of a about, sudden. You know, seven or eight fighters, you know, all all right there, Yeah, you know, for them to fight one another. Um, for, for Michael Conlon, you know, kind of, uh, you know, where I think he wants a rematch. Of course, yeah. he's, you know, he's going to yeah. want a rematch. I don't know if that's going to happen right away. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit, but, um, you know, who do they throw him in there against? Mauricio Lara? It's you know, tough. It's kind of it's, a dangerous it's tough, fight, man. Right and and by the way, no no spring chicken. He's thirty years old. Yeah, you know. So I mean, another guy. By the way, we didn't talk about who said he was moving up after losing to Stephen Fulton is Brandon uh, Figueroa. Okay. Right. So figure if you got Figueroa fighting at the featherweight, there's a name that you can throw in the mm-hmm. mix as well. You know, we didn't mention Ray Vargas. Ray Vargas yeah, is undefeated. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, that's hasn't right. been very busy as yeah. of late, but. Um, I think he's at least 30 and 0 right now. Yep. And he's in this division. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um forget about Isaac Dogbay. Yeah. I no. mean, I don't I don't I don't really care about him. Um you know, you got our guy by the way, you know, Adam Blue Nose Lopez, by okay. the way. Let's not forget about him either, you know. No. They don't have him ranked there, but he's as good as any of these guys, man. Uh-huh. I mean, he got him the uh the WBC has him ranked at number 13, mm-hmm. okay? But he beat Dogbay. Yeah. So how could Isaac Dogbay be ranked, you know, number one in the WBO? And our guy, Adam Blue Nose Lopez, is number 13. So that's another guy I would throw in there, man. Yeah. Good, tough fighter. Obviously, we know how solid he is and how clean he is. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah, that 126-pound division, absolutely loaded. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is one of those fights after what just happened to Michael Conlon, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Is it is it like Maverick and Top Gun where get him up there right away? Yeah, I, I you know? don't know. Yeah, if, if the scans come back, you know, but even then, give them a little bit extra time just to kind of make sure uh, everything's okay. See, and it's crazy because, you know, and now, right, I think I'm like the rest of the boxing world, right? Like, it's not that I feel bad, but, you know, I was really, right, giving Conlon a hard time, as you know, mm-hmm. that he's never fought any really quality <laughs> opponent, yeah. right? And that everybody he fought, it was a 70, 30, 80, 20 proposition, uh-huh. right? And so finally, he fights somebody that's 55, you know, 45, and boom, and he loses. Now, here I am going to go against the, my very same word and saying he needs to fight another one of those 80 20 fights. Yeah. You know, it, it, just uh, as a confidence builder, man. Yeah, you know, his, his, you know? Ma- his manager did message me and say, you know, th- this was uh, Alfonso's fault. Yeah. You know, he kept pushing for, you know, <laughs> it's time to, you know, put him up against, you know, the best. And boy, and boy did he, man. Yeah. And boy did he. And what a scene. I told you it was going to be the, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. everything that you'd expected. Um, and so, I, yeah, I don't know, man. At 30 years old, mm-hmm. where do you go from here? Yeah. It's a tough kid. Yeah. E- even then, you know, like, uh, you know, 
he was winning this fight after 11 rounds. That's exactly right. You know, so That's exactly right. You know, maybe a rematch is warranted. Yeah. It pro- I mean it it yeah. it probably is, but I don't know, man. Just yeah. a fight that that's devastating. Mm-hmm. That's one of those that, you know, maybe let them go on their own path. Yeah. Right? Me personally, um I I'm on favor of a victory lap, so I would like for Lee yeah. Wood to fight, you know. Ha- let's let's have him fight in his hometown with a ham and egger, yeah. right? Take that victory lap um and then set up a fight with Conlon. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to see it immediately. Yeah. I'm okay if they fight maybe in another year or so. Yeah. Also, the hard part is, you know, getting these uh, organizations to line up. You know, yeah. it, uh, you've got McSayo and, and Santa Cruz over there with PBC and yep. Showtime. Yep. And then you've got Navaretti with Top Rank. You've got Leewood and Conlon, you know, with um, Matchroom. Matchroom. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that's always the tough part. And, you know, may, maybe they're unable to get Lee Wood another fight. Yeah. You know, against one of these top guys or if he yeah. tries to unify. And it may have to go back just to Michael Conlon. Yeah, but that's the thing yeah. is, but if you're, if you are in Lee Wood's camp, right? Yeah. Why take the risk? Yeah. Why fight against the guy that you knocked out, regardless of where the scorecards were at the time it happened? Mm-hmm. You already knocked him out. He technically has a version of the WBA uh, championship. Conlon has nothing to offer. Yeah. Right. So that's not that's you know what why, mm-hmm. but there's you know why put yourself at risk? Yeah. When there's nothing, there, there's nothing additive about that fight. However, right, Leo Santa Cruz, he's again. You fight any of the guys that has the the, the belt, Mike Sayo, mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, Kiko Martinez is going to fight Josh Warrington more than likely, right? Um, or Amanda Navarrete. Lee Wood actually lost to Josh Warrington. Okay, you can look that up. But uh, but he lost to him. So um, I just I don't I don't need to see I don't need to see that fight. Yeah. The the rematch meeting with Conlon and uh and um and Lee Wood that mm-hmm. that soon, man. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it uh turns out. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, again, right, um I told you, you know, he was a tough kid and, and he was gonna do what he had to do. Um the promotional uh, you know the promotional issues, Rick, are going to probably not allow us to have the 126 pound fights that mm-hmm. we want. Yeah, that's 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 what's going to be the problem. Yeah, hopefully, you know they um, they start taking uh, Canelo's lead and and want to unify these belts. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. good 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 good, good luck, luck good yeah. luck with that. I mean, again, they may want to, but the sanctioning bodies um, mm-hmm. and the promotions, I should say, are not are not going to allow it. Yeah. That's the problem. We'll see what happens between Warrington and um and uh Kiko Martinez. And Kiko Martinez. That that'll dictate a lot. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Rick. There is the yeah, big fight of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it boy did it deliver. Yeah. You know, delivered in a in, in a in a major way. We'll be right back. We got the fights that are coming up. We got the boxing news, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Bonzo Ruiz and Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, are back. And, yeah, I, I stand corrected. He did not. Josh Warrington uh, beat Lee Selby. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking Lee Wood. Mm-hmm. But it was Lee Selby that he beat. And then he beat Carl Frampton. But um, he did beat Kid Galahad, uh, did Josh Warrington. 
Yeah. That that's their kind of the common opponent opponent, which is interesting because of course Kiko Martinez, right, is the one who knocked out Kid Galahad. So now they're gonna face each other here in a in a pretty big hundred and twenty six mm-hmm. pound clash, man. But yeah, a lot happening in the featherweight division, Rick. Yeah, no, exciting division. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. It's it's like the to me, anyways. You can uh, I can say this about a lot of divisions, but yeah. you get to the lightweight and then that featherweight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that glamour division. Yeah, so where there's you know good solid eight guys in those divisions. Easy. Yeah, not like the heavyweight division where there's like one and a half, two. Yeah, there's just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> there's just a handful. That's what's cool about those kind of divisions. Yeah. But like we like I said, without you know, don't get me started. The the challenge is, are they going to fight each other? Yeah. Right. Um, I love that Lee Wood was calling out Leo Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. right, and wanting to fight him. Why not? But like you said, Leo Santa Cruz, PVC. Yeah. You know, Lee Wood, the zone or a match room. What are the chances? Yeah. You got news coming no, up where the yeah, zone is getting yeah. in the way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll start for, with the uh, fights uh, for, for this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, ESPN has a card uh, from New York, uh, Edgar Berlanga. Versus uh, Steve Rolls. Yep. Uh, 10 round super middleweights. That's exactly right. And if the name Steve Rolls sounds familiar, Rick, mm-hmm. it's because he was the one who came in to fight Triple G. Okay. Yeah, and got knocked out in the fourth round. He was uh, he was undefeated mm-hmm. at the time. So it was, uh, you know, it was one of those like, whoa, you know, they're not just putting Triple G against just anybody. It was a, it was a yeah. undefeated Steve Rolls. Of course, there's absolutely nobody on his resume. Yeah, zero. Um, you know, thirty-seven years old at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if we'd consider him light hitting, but yeah, he's got twenty-two wins, twelve by knockout. But you know, it hasn't been against the greatest of uh, opponents. The only named guy was yeah, Triple G. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then after fighting Triple G, he's got a couple knockouts um, against you know mm-hmm. Gilberto Pereira dos Santos, right? The Fighting Mecca, the Danforth Music Hall. Is where they hosted that one. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and then, uh, well, I mean, he, most of this guy's fights are in uh, are in Canada, uh-huh. are north of the border, you know. So um, there you have it, man. Yeah. So I think that this is going to be a pretty quick knockout for Berlanga. Yeah, is, is you know, what I'm thinking. Definitely a, a showcase for Berlanga. Um, also on the card, um, these two are the you know probably the top two Puerto Rican prospects, uh, Xander Zayas. Yeah. You know, and Berlanga. Yeah. But Xander Zayas is fighting uh, Quincy. Yeah. Lavales. Yeah. Uh, eight rounds, junior middleweights. Yeah. So they're stepping them up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a matter of time. Uh, it'll, we'll see. We'll see how, uh, you know, how are they going to slow play Xander Zayas, uh-huh. right? But, you know, I love him. 154 pounds right now. Not sure if that's going to be his weight, mm-hmm. right? When he finally starts to face some of the elite fighters. But yeah, man, the guy's talented. Yeah, no, we'll de- see. Definitely, uh, you know, looking forward to these two. You know, seeing how they, uh, you know, step up um, this weekend. Yep. Um, also, this weekend from Los Angeles, um, this is the zone card. You got Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. versus uh, Michael McKinson. 10, yeah. ten rounds, welterweights. Yeah, I mean, and and by the way, the um, Edward Belanga, huge favorite. Okay, yeah. minus eighteen hundred. Okay. He's got about eighteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. to, to win a hundred dollars. Um, Virgil Ortiz at minus twelve fifty. Now we've said that, right? Yeah. But yet you've got Martinez winning. You got Garcia beating Chris Colbert, right? So who knows, right? Yeah. But not this weekend, Rick. Yeah, no, not uh, this weekend. I think, Vir- <laughs> yeah. Vir- now here's the question, though, right? Does Virgil Ortiz Jr. continue 
the knockout streak against Michael McKinson? Uh, I, I believe he does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe, um, you know, after this layoff, and, you know, he definitely needs to look impressive for this one. If if what they're saying is true, that they're looking for a title fight, you know, possibly against, um, you know, a Terrence Crawford or, or yeah. who knows, you know, who who might might get that fight. But, um, yeah. you know, now's the time for him to look impressive and, and, and get a bigger fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's they've been stepping him up right mm-hmm. so they've been stepping him up i mean you know and by the way let's not forget again right so he's 18 to 0 with eight with um 18 knockouts he's knocking out fighters right that other fighters are not knocking out yeah okay so let's just you know let's level set and, and give him credit here right mm-hmm. maurice hooker right who moved up to you know 247 sammy vargas brad solomon i mean these are some Legitimate fighters, Rick. Yeah, right. But, but, Mauricio Herrera, who he stopped in three, mm-hmm. right. But but this is kind of a guy, you know, haven't heard too much about. Yeah, um, he is a southpaw, so yeah. I think it's it's one of those um, undefeated twenty-one and zero, Rick. Twenty-one and zero, but from the uh, UK, but, your favorite. But two knockouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 21, 21 wins, two knockouts. So yeah, uh, light hitting. I think um, you know they, they're they're putting the southpaw in because. They're kind of feeling like, okay, maybe his next fight is going to be against a Terrence Crawford. Right. Who's another, another left-handed uh, fighter. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting to see you yeah. know, how, how he does. Yeah, slick boxer. Um, this is uh, Michael McKinson's, by the way, first fight, Rick, mm-hmm. out of the out of the UK. Yeah. This is his first fight here in the United States. And they're going to be at the USC Galen Center mm-hmm. in L.A., where you and I are planning to be as well. Okay. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he – I don't know. I don't know if he knocks him out. You know, this guy's pretty yeah. slick, Rick. He's undefeated. Uh, I'm just looking at the resume. I'm going to yeah. go out and say lock of the week, Virgil Ortiz knocks him out. Okay. All right. So not, obviously not just a win, but a KO. I think he knocks him out, especially with the, with the way the odds are. Yeah. You know, the only way you're going to make any money is if you bet with the knockout. Yeah, I the only thing I'll say is that I don't know, man. Like he's slick, he can mm-hmm. box, right? Um, and um, what's it call it? Ortiz has not been in the ring since uh, August. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a layoff there. Yeah, and interesting to see, right? You know how he does ten with, months with the new trainer. Yeah, you know he's no longer with uh, the Garcias. That's exactly right. So which was, and then also on this card, yeah. which you know. I think we're thinking yeah. could be uh, fight of the weekend, yeah. Alexis Rocha versus Blair Cobbs. Yeah, see, this is the fight that I'm looking forward yeah. to. Okay, you know that. Um, you know, we saw Alexis Rocha, by the way, uh, with with a masterful performance um, at the Honda Center, right? Mm-hmm. That was on the undercard of the uh, Munguia and Gabriel Sada fight. Yeah. And uh, Blair Cobbs, of course, right, very much untested, mm-hmm. right? Alexis Rocha's only blemish was against a uh, stablemate with um, Golden Boy Promotions, of course, Rashidi Alice. Yeah. Who, by the way, somebody put out a missing persons alert because yeah. we have not seen Rashidi Alice since. And and we're big fans. You know, we want. There's see not even any news, fight. is there, Rick? Like, where is he? Yeah. No, I think there's a, a little bit of a dispute between him and Golden Boy. Yeah. And, um, so he's kind of been put on the shelf, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean it is it is unfortunate yeah. because we have not seen that guy. That was to me, right? That was a um I don't want to say a risk, but clearly when they put those two up together, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of like 
who is Golden Boy going to push? Yeah. Right? As their premier welterweight, Rashidi Ellis wins, and we haven't seen him since. No. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of, uh, kind of a strange deal. And Alexis Rocha gets the co-main event yeah. in the Munguia Rosado fight. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. No. And yeah, Ellis hasn't fought. He hasn't fought since. It's it's. it's um, he's been di- yeah. He's yeah, he's, he's disappeared. Um, you know, Blair Cobbs. Um, he Blair Cobbs has not fought right since uh, <laughs> since June of 2021. So he's coming off. This is about an eight nine month layoff. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rocha. Of course, we just saw him again at um, on the Munguia um, undercard. Um, beating Giovanna's Barasa, KO in the ninth round. Great fight. Um, I've got Rocha this fight, Rick. No, I think so, too. I, I, I think um, he's fought the the tougher opponents. Um, Blair Cobbs, you know, has, has looked good at times. You yeah. Know, and, and we've seen that uh, a bunch of his fights. Yeah. You know, live and in person. But he's also struggled. But he, He's yeah. also looked a little sluggish at times, right? Yeah, so... It's just it, it, it's kind of hard, you know. I, I think Rocha has fought the better opposition. Yeah, you know this will be uh, Rocha's night. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Or you know, is this is is you know Blair Blair the flare, right? Mm-hmm. Is this the fight where Blair you know backs up? Right. I like him by the way. I like his style. Right. He's very animated. Right. You mm-hmm. you know when Blair Cobbs is around, he was even doing some color commentating. Um, I, um, it's going to be an interesting fight. I've got Alexis Rocha else also. Yeah. Right. And then who knows? Maybe, maybe they're setting him up for a rematch with Rashida Ellis. Hard to say, man. Yeah. Hard to say, you know, it, um, I guess the common opponent was Brad Solomon and, yeah. um, you know, Blair, Blair Cobbs did knock out Brad Solomon Yeah. and, uh, Rocha won the decision. So, yeah. you know, I don't know, you know, if, if that's going to make the, the, the difference, you know, it's always. Yep. But uh going to be a good fight, though, like yeah. whether you're there, you know, whether you're able to make it or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, the card is a must watch just just for the fact that you're going to watch Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. 18 and 018 knockout. See if he can continue that streak. Mm-hmm. But this fight right here yeah. is going to be a very entertaining fight mm-hmm. simply because of who they are and really what's at stake. Because if yeah. you think about it, Rick, Al, uh, Alexis Rocha, he can't afford to lose another fight no. right now. No. And and Blair Cobbs, you know, I think he's uh, Rocha though. I think is twenty four, twenty five years old. Yeah. And and Cobbs is thirty two. Yeah. You know, so you know Cobbs uh, as well. Yeah. Has to win this fight, you know, because uh, you know time time isn't on his side. No, no, it's not. And you know he's only fifteen and zero. Yeah. Right, kind of a late start. So, but no, this is a big fight. I think it's bigger for Rocha. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I think it's bigger for Rocha because I think Cobb has a career in pretty much whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Right. Entertainment, etc. Rocha, this is really um, one of those one of those defining fights for him in your boxing mm-hmm. career, Rick. This is it for Rocha. Yeah. It's I, I hate to say it, right? Um, if he's listening, I don't want to put the pressure on him. Uh-huh. But this is the classic must win, Rick. Yeah. This is a must win for Rocha <laughs> because if you cannot beat a Blair Cobbs, then how do you expect to be world class? Yeah. So this is a must win for him. Yeah. Yep. No, great. Um, also, this weekend, um, I don't think it's uh, going to be on TV, but uh, it's in Dubai. Yeah. And Regis Prograce fights uh, Tyrone McKenna. Yeah, that's uh, a interesting. Of junior welterweights. It's kind of under the radar. Yeah, under the right? radar. Rigoro making kind of a kind of a silent uh, under the radar type of fight, uh-huh. right? So that'll be cool. Yeah. No, looking forward Probably to that. Probably an early. One. Is that on the zone? 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check it. Yeah. But, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it. Uh. You know, maybe it's on some kind of weird, you know, pay per view, and yeah. you know, we got to search it out. But um, kind of interesting. Yeah. It, it's weird because you know he's, he's a big fighter. World class. Yeah. World and, class, hundred and forty pounder. You know. How are we not watching him on television <laughs> somewhere? Yeah. Some feed, some so, stream. I have to I have to look for it. Um, you know, not, not the YouTuber it after. Yeah. But um, that's it for um, you know the fights for this weekend. All right, Rick. Let's wrap it up with news. We got a lot going on in the boxing news. Benavidez, Plant, Amir Khan, Charlo, Mungia. Yeah. Like, let's let's get it out there. Let's get everybody up to speed. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacificos Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget, PacificosBoxing.com. That's our website. You can send us an email directly, counterpunch at PacificosBoxing.com. You can also send us an email directly from the website, Instagram, PacificosBoxing, Twitter at PacCoastBoxing, Facebook, PacificosBoxing. So you can hit us up on all social media platforms. Got a lot of interest, Rick, in the uh, the last post we did about the uh, De La Hoya Trinidad fight. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, okay. speaking of. So it was pretty cool. You know, yeah. I'll have to review rounds 1, 2, 4, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're very close to very what close. I had. They're very close to what I had. Yeah. But there's going to be one of those um, that, that I didn't have. I want to say it was either 9 or 10. Okay. Because it wasn't all four. He didn't sweep. Uh-huh. Unless you wanted him to sweep. Yeah. <laughs> then he did win nine through twelve. But if you went in there and I and I asked you to please watch it with the volume down, uh-huh. did you? No, no, yeah, of course. You know, okay. I go back and uh, you know yeah. watch it. You know, every which way, from all angles. Yeah, you know, I I make sure that I get the, uh, you know, the Japanese feed. Yeah, Mexican feed. Yeah, you know, all the all the different yeah. angles. Okay, you know, side of the rings. That's and, good. You know, because so. remember what we talked about? We talked about how we would fix some of our solutions mm-hmm. to judging when we talked about there should be some judges sitting in a remote studio yeah. so they're not impacted or swayed by the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then also the different angles, right? So they're not being blocked by a referee or something. Yeah. So I'll watch those again. Yeah, no yeah, no issues when I was watching. Uh, let me know if you need the... Uh those different uh, feeds. Nope, I've got yeah. the fee- I've got the only feed I need. Rick. Okay, ESPN Classic. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one I need. Yeah, but you know he was, uh, you know, Delahoy was top ranked back then. Yeah. So you know you probably watching the heavily swayed feed yeah. Delahoya. Yeah, Wait. I watch it no volume, right? Yeah. That okay. in itself, right? Okay. That in itself, like anytime you're gonna watch a fight and you need to mm-hmm. review it, right? Um, and you want it just to be non-biased down the middle, yeah. make sure you mute that damn television. See, and then we, we haven't even touched on it, but yeah. there's a way they can show you the angles where De La Hoya actually won the fight. Yeah. You know. The, yeah, sure. So they'll switch to the ones I'm sure. you know, where you know, yeah. Tito didn't land anything. Um, wow. All right, we'll get into the boxing news. Yep. Um, what looked like was a done deal was um, – the Charlo Munguia fight. Yeah. You know, they, they had a date and everything. It was June 18th. Um, it looked like it was done middle of uh, last week, and it just kind of fell apart. 
Uh, looks like um, Showtime wants to do the pay-per-view side of it, and Oscar De La Hoya insists that DAZN be involved because, you know, they've kind of brought up Mungia. Yeah. They should be part of the telecast. Yeah, and I don't think it's De La Hoya, by the yeah. way, who's necessarily, you know, exerting leverage. Pretty mm-hmm. sure, Rick, that it's DAZN yeah. who's got some contractual obligation with De La Hoya mm-hmm. and with Mungia, yeah. right? Let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hear stuff like that, it's not a matter of principle, yeah. right? But, you know, there's De La Hoya, right? Doing the morally correct thing by standing up for DAZN. No, it, more than likely what it means, Rick, is that DAZN is telling De La Hoya, hey, man, if you put your guy Mungia on Showtime, mm-hmm. right, you could, you know, we're going to lawyer up, right? Yeah. And there's going to be, you know, a hundred million reasons as to why you're going to regret, yeah. right, doing that. So there, there's it, that's when you get all into the legal issues. And here's the thing. I don't like that fight for Mungia, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with it. At least yeah. he's willing, you know, the whole dare to be great. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that it's going to come down to some technicality with, um, you know, with, with the broadcasting organization like yeah. The Zone and Showtime and the promoter, right? And yet you got the fighters, and there they are. Yeah. No, definitely. I think he's young enough to where even if he lost this fight and if, you know, he, he made it competitive, you know, then there's real no no issue. Yeah, um, Canelo was able to bounce back from the Floyd Mayweather loss. Yeah, exactly, and and become the top boxing draw. Yeah, you know that he is. Yeah, you can even look at it right. It's almost a win-win. You're saying right. If he wins, is there you go right. Mm -hmm. You you just you just pulled that lever right into into greatness, and all of a sudden. Um, being in a pretty good position. And yeah. if you don't, hey, you still went for it mm-hmm. and you're still very marketable. Yeah. Right? Extremely marketable. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad that, but this this is boxing, man. Yeah. Um, also, we have another, you know, it seems like we have a ton of possible fights, but yeah. um, because Anthony Joshua, you know, has to wait on Usyk, yeah. you know, there's even been talk that um, they're going to try to make a Deontay Wilder fight. Yeah, you know, with with Anthony Joshua, and I'd really definitely be looking forward to that one. I think that's probably a more intriguing fight than any of the ones with Fury. Yeah, any of the fights. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? We've talked about it before. Wilder is the second best heavyweight on the planet. Yeah, he just is. Okay, it just so happens that Fury has his number. Mm-hmm. It just is. I mean, come on, six nine. Yeah, beast. Okay. Um, I don't consider Usyk a legitimate heavyweight yet yeah. until he beats either Fury or Wilder. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't even know if Usyk beats you know um, a Louis Ortiz mm-hmm. or an Andy Ruiz. Right, one beating one guy doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't believe it. I think it's more posturing. I think uh-huh. they're just throwing that out there. I understand, right? And hopefully Usyk is doing fine. I know him, and you know. Um, Klitschko's, of course, and Lomachenko mm-hmm. are 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 in Ukraine. I understand all that, but hard to believe because we haven't even heard anything from Wilder. Yeah, no, he's just kind of like gone in like on vacation, and yeah. he's just been gone this yeah. whole time. Which is what he does when he loses, yeah. right? I mean, and I miss the guy again. I think he is the second best heavyweight on the planet. Mm-hmm. He just happened to have fought the best. So, yeah. but that being said. Would love to watch him fight AJ. And by the way, Rick, he knocks out AJ. I, I think so too. And 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 I think he knocks him out. Yeah, you know, early. I think early, absolutely. Rounds, oh know, yeah, in devastating, be... devastating fashion. Because here's the thing: we already know that Wilder can also take a punch. Yeah. I mean, what he did, and I don't think that um, uh, AJ hits harder than Fury. Mm. Right? No. There's no way. 
And that's the fight, honestly, at yeah. some point that we wanted to see anyways. The only thing with Wilder is that, okay, great, you beat AJ. Mm-hmm. It doesn't set up anything else. Yeah. Because we already know he can't beat Fury. Yeah. So, and by the way, he probably beats Usyk. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that could be the fight it sets up. <laughs> you know? You know. Probably does. He, you know, he, he would become heavyweight champion again. Yeah, that's right. And he would have to unify with Right, uh, right. With Fury. The fourth fight against Fury. Yeah. And you know what? And honestly, why not? Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. Um, in, in, in bad news, we yeah. have uh, Amir Khan is now saying he's not retiring. Yeah. He's going to keep on fighting. I don't know why you say bad news, Rick. I mean, world-class fighter, yeah. right? Legend, okay? Just had an off night, okay? I think he's just going to end up getting a, hurt. Against, yeah, against Cal Brooks. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. This guy has no business fighting <laughs> no. anymore, man. You know? No, I and, and I think, No you know, way. It was an early, you know, it, it was a justified stoppage. Yeah. Because he was going to get knocked out and he's going to be motionless in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but we don't need to see another Amir Khan fight yeah. where he's motionless in the ring. No, 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 we don't. I yeah. mean, if you go back, right? So Mir Khan is what thirty-four and six. Mm-hmm. He's got knocked out by Kel Brook, yep. Terence Crawford, Ganelo Alvarez, Danny Garcia, yeah. um, Lamont Peterson, and way back in the day, Rick. This is all the way back to two thousand eight. Breedis Prescott. Okay. Okay. Hard hitting Breedis. Yeah, hard hitting. So I mean, you know. It's time to hang him up, man. He yeah. talks about he takes care of himself, lives a clean life, got a beautiful family, right off into a right off into the sunset. Yeah, man. it's definitely time. You know, it, yeah, it, uh, he's been knocked out too many times. You know, you don't want to start slurring your words because you never know when. Yeah, that last fight is going to be the one that causes it. Yeah, I mean his biggest wins right early in his earlier right, and I you know again we can we can argue whether or not these guys were in their prime right, but you know he beat. Um, did he beat Marco Antonio Barrera? He may have, but that was probably a really old Marco. Yeah, this Antonio is in Barrera. 2009. But I mean, yeah. yeah, but he beat, you know, he did beat Pauli Malinaji. He beat Marcus Maidana. Mm-hmm. He beat Zab Judah. Okay. Um, this is when he was, you know, the 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 super uh, lightweight champion at 140, right? Yeah. So he had the championship, but then, right? But then that's when he ran into Lamont Peterson. And then right after that, gets knocked out against Danny Garcia. Um, and then of course he not you know he gets knocked out you know he should have never fought Canelo yeah right no. he's got no business fighting at 160 pounds I'll give him a pass okay I'll give him a pass against uh, mm-hmm. against Canelo but you know and even against Terence Crawford he's got no business fighting those guys yeah, anymore no. and now that he's getting beat he got beat by I don't want to say old man Brook but Kel Brook is not in his prime anymore no yeah it just um, you know if he yeah, can't beat no Kel way. Brook it, it, it's time to. It's time to stop. Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, Caleb Plant. Yeah. Um, he declined the uh, David Benavides fight for September. There was yeah. a bunch of back and forth all week long um, over them having this fight, who would win this fight. Yeah. And um, it was announced today he's going to fight Andre, Andre uh, Anthony Durrell instead. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Yeah, the one that... Uh, Benavides completely destroyed, mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing, right? I don't blame him, Rick. Now, as a boxing fan, yeah, I would like to see Benavides and Plant, uh-huh. both PBC guys, right? And who knows if even within PBC they would make that fight. But if I am Plant's manager, that's a good decision, yeah, right? Let's get you back on the W, right? 
It was, you know, a, a brutal loss to Canelo, right? Mm-hmm. After fighting a tough fight, he gets knocked out. Probably needs a victory. So I understand that. Yeah. From a business perspective, I understand that. From a boxing fan perspective, no, of course we want to see him fight David Benavides. Yeah. And by the way, I think Benavides knocks him out. No, I, I think he does as well. Um, it just my my biggest issue with um, Caleb Plant is he doesn't have anybody on his resume. Yeah. You know. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he has Canelo. Yeah. And Anthony Durrell is going to be the second most famous fighter that he's fought. Right, right. You know, it, it uh, and he's fighting him at the end of his career. Yeah, and we, we talked about that. We talked about that, you know, when he was going into the Canelo uh, fight. Remember mm-hmm. that? We said if the biggest names you can pull out are like Caleb Truax, you know, Jose Uzcategui, right? Yeah. It's it's why it wasn't done. Now don't get me wrong, right? Still a world class fighter, fought really good. Fought, he fought a good fight against Canelo. Uh-huh. Let's be honest, he hung in there longer than a lot of people did. Certainly than I did. I thought he'd be out within six. Yeah. So he fought a pretty tough fight. No, no, he's a tough guy. You know, he's got a pretty good chin. You know, but um, yeah, it it, it, uh, it was I, a matter of time. Was, yeah, it was a matter of time before you know it was going to happen and. Um, you know, Canelo's really not the one-punch knockout guy. Yeah. He's the one that's going to wear you down. Yeah. It's just unfortunate, again, because I get it. Boxing perspective, yeah, of course mm-hmm. we want to see kind of, uh, we want to see Plant and Benavides. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. That'd be no. two losses in a row for Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, Gervonta Davis, Rolly Romero for May 28th. Yeah. Um, this will be in uh, Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center. Uh, Showtime pay-per-view. Yeah, this will be good. I mean, they were going to fight before, right? Mm-hmm. And then Rolly Romero got into those legal issues, yeah. comes out of it, everything's all good, right? Um, never short for words is Rolly Romero. Yeah. So this is going to be a good fight. If nothing else, it's all the buildup and everything else is going to be entertaining. Yeah. No, yeah, looking forward to the buildup. Um, Canelo said he's open to the uh, Beta Ray of uh, Smith winner. Yeah. Um, and willing to fight them uh, in December as the third fight of the year. You know, it's interesting, right, because Canelo's coming out now and being very vocal about saying some things that you and I have talked about before, which Uh is, you know, of course everybody wants Canelo. He's the cash cow. So, you know, fight each other, right? Yeah. Which is frustrating because that's like we were just talking about, the aforementioned David Benavides. He's trying to fight everybody. Mm -hmm. Can't get a fight with Charlo. He can't get a fight with Plant, right? Yeah. He can't get a fight with Canelo either. So what what do you want the guy to do? Yeah. Right? So, you know, so you got Canelo there saying, you know what, you guys just want me because you know you're going to make a lot of money, fight each other. They can't. Yeah. For some reason, they can't fight each other. So, and then here's Canelo saying, okay, now he's going to clean out the light heavyweight division? This can be tough. One of these guys is going to hit him with something, you know. I'll, I mean, it, there's two There's two guys, I told you, Rick, where Canelo would be, you know, not favored as heavily as he normally is. One of those is Beter Biev, and the other one is Jamar Charlo. Yeah. A lot of people think that he goes right through Charlo. Mm-hmm. Charlo's been posting some pretty interesting stuff. He, he has been. I, I, I'm along the lines of I think Canelo goes right through Charlo. Yeah, you yeah. think so? I, I'm just not impressed with who he's fought and hasn't looked impressive against some fighters that he should have looked impressive against. Yeah, I agree, but um, but he's still very skilled. Yeah. And I tell you, that's the one fight. Mm-hmm. That one in Benavides. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think that that uh, Canelo Alvarez goes straight through Benavides either. Mm -mm. I think that's going to be very competitive. And I'll tell you the reason. Again, now that I've and I've had an opportunity now to watch David Benavides spar like in person, his height and his speed is even more impressive in person. Yeah, Rick. And so you know Canelo at all of what you know five eight. Depending on what shoes he's wearing, five six, right? And Benavides is what six two, <laughs> yeah, six three. He's, he's up there. I don't right? know, if he's six three, but six two he's probably yeah, in the six. Right, range, yeah. that that in itself, right? I mean, so yeah, I and, I, and he hits harder than these other six footers that he fought, like in Caleb Plant. Oh, big Billy time, Joe Saunders. I oh, know, big time. Know, it, it, oh yeah, there's some hot sauce coming out yeah. coming out of those hands, right? He's he's his punches can absolutely break an egg. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't get why he wants to go to the 175. At that point, if he's willing to take that risk, the only thing is, of course, is that Benavides doesn't have a belt. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of time, by the way, Rick, that so here you've got Canelo, right? So he's saying he's going to fight Triple G, mm -hmm. but he's going to fight him at 168. Yeah. Which belt is he going to defend at 168? Well, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's got to be his own. All yeah. of, all of them, right? Yeah. So he's going to defend all of them. So all the sanctioning bodies are saying, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Um, Triple G is not the mandatory at 168. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. It was a loaded question. Yeah. Because uh, Triple G fights at 160. Uh-huh. So is this all the sanctioning bodies saying, okay, fine, we're going to let you have this one fight at 168 against Triple G? Yeah, I think they who's, will. Who's not a yeah. mandatory. Okay. Yeah. So then he fights um, Bivol, uh -huh. and then he fights Biterbiev. And in the meantime, everybody else in the 168-pound division just has to sit and wait, just wait for yeah. Canelo to come back? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But he's, he's the top guy. You know, I don't think these sanctioning bodies want to uh, you know, ruffle any feathers. And in the meantime, yeah, you've got David Benavidez, right, who's getting ready to fight David Lemieux. Now, why is that, Rick? Because somehow David Lemieux is ranked number two in the WBC. Mm. Now, how in the heck did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's your guy, David Lemieux. Hard hitting. No, I know. I like David, David Lemieux. He is. Yeah. He's a hard hitting Canadian. This is the guy that Billy Joe Saunders boxed circles around mm -hmm. and made him look foolish. Yeah. And Billy Joe Saunders is ranked number nine. And mm. David Lemieux is ranked number two. How's that possible? Yeah. It's not. No. So I they this just they they have a mess on their hands. This is the problem though, right? That mm -hmm. when you've got somebody and this is with boxing, when you've got somebody as great as Canelo, who is the reigning undisputed 168 pound champion, but has decided to take a little hiatus yeah. from the division, other than fighting Triple G, mm -hmm. who's nobody's mandatory. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Um, you've also got uh, Connor Ben. Yeah. Um, that fight has been scheduled for um, April 16th against uh, Chris Vanderheen. Yeah. And this will be at the AO Arena in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, good to see him. You know, it wasn't the fight. I, I would have liked to see him fight Kel Brook. That couldn't have happened. But um, eventually, Connor Ben will get stepped up against. Um, you know, yeah, I don't position. need to see him fight Kel Brook, you know. I yeah. mean, this is the young lion that's coming up. It's like, give those guys a break, man, Yeah, <laughs> you know. This is the guy, right, that we talked about. I like Conor Ben, and if he wants to step up, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if, um, if you know, Brandon Lee is ready to step up to 147, fight a Brandon Lee. No. You know, Brandon Lee's a big kid. You know, when are we going to see him again against an actual top 15, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not these ham and eggers that he keeps knocking yeah. out. 
147, you know, again, Connor Ben, a Virgil Ortiz, yeah, a Keith, a Keith Thurman, a Jerron Enos. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, that's who he needs to fight. And by the way, he wants to. Yeah. He's calling these guys out. It, it would be nice, yeah, because he's, he's ranked, um, you know, somewhere around fifth or seventh, depending on the uh, sanctioning body. It's the only way to really know. Yeah. And he's got the name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, also we've got, um, Eddie Hearn, he's working on, uh, a double header, uh, Juan Francisco Estrada versus, yeah. uh, Joshua Franco. Yeah. And then Jesse Bam Rodriguez versus, uh, Soaring V-Side. Yeah. You know, fortunate, the only unfortunate thing about this, yeah. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. That's too bad. I yeah. know. Those fights take place here. That's yeah, a fight that's, at the, at the Great Western Forum. At the Forum, you know, the, yeah. you know, somewhere, uh, you know, maybe even Vegas. Yeah. Know? Yeah, not over but, there. No. Nothing against Texas, but come on. Yeah. These guys fight over here. Uh, Vladimir Klitschko uh, also feels that uh, Dimitri Bivol shouldn't be allowed to fight Canelo on May 7th. Feels all Russians should be sanctioned. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. You know, there's a lot going on there. You know, I, I get it, but, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's no. I, I, I understand that, but, yeah, yeah that's, that's tough, you yeah. know. But Bavol is, you know, he's Russian. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, and that's it for the boxing news. All right, Rick. We'll come right back with everybody's favorite segment, okay. Stab the Week, and close out round seven Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Of course, everybody's favorite segment, the stat of the week. Rick, what do we got? So we got uh, the most consecutive title defenses for all weight classes. The most consecutive? Yeah. And so it was uh, actually 25 consecutive title defenses. Yeah. So so it wasn't just, you know, total. Like they had to be contiguous, right? They had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Somewhat of an easy one, Rick. Yeah. Heavyweight division. Give it to me, Rick. It's uh, Joe Lewis. Yep. And so he was heavyweight champion from 1937 yep. to 1949. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I don't know if that's ever going to be broken, by the way. Yeah. That's one of those, you know, we talk about in baseball, some of those numbers, mm-hmm. Pete Rose's number of hits. That's one of those in the heavyweight division. If for no other reason, Rick, for everything that we just talked about, which is you can't even make a fight. Yeah. Okay, so you get guys that, uh, you know, now fight once or twice a year, mm-hmm. right? And back in these days, I mean, you know, Joe Lewis was fighting, you know, 10 times a year. Yeah. And, you know, they're changing weight divisions. You know, that's Canelo's right. Canelo's going from one division to another, back to another. Yeah. You know, so it, it kind of feels like it has to be a heavyweight, but then you've got to have a heavyweight that fights more than twice a year. That's why it's not going to happen. Yeah. That's why it's not going to happen. And, and to his defense, right? So this is where the term, right? When you hear the bum of the month club, uh-huh. that came, right? That's what the riders, right? Would pen for Joe Lewis's opponents. Yeah. Right? He's, he's the bum of the month club. Here's the thing. Wasn't his fault. Uh-huh. Okay, this is a guy that was in the United States Army. This is right in the middle of the war, Rick, right? There wasn't a lot of quality fighters back then. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing it as much, not only to stay busy, but it was as much because that was his role. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, what? what's, what's he going to do? Didn't always come in properly prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, but but yeah, I mean that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was he was pretty active. Check him out on boxing, Rick. Mm-hmm. You'll see how many times. I mean, 1940, Rick. One, two, three, four, five times he fought in 1940. 1941, he fought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in 1940. Yeah. So it's five to ten fights, right? Yeah, it was one of those, uh, you know, he won about seven fights before he even became heavyweight champion in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, this, the, it just is what it is. It was a different era, mm-hmm. right? And this is kind of what they did. And so this is what this is why one of these records that you never see it again. That's a yeah. whole career, mm-hmm. twenty five title defenses in a row. Yeah, you, you don't see that. No, that's somebody's career going twenty five. Mm-hmm. I know that's just that's just not going to happen. Um, Joe Lewis, you know, Greg and I were having the debate about you know one of the greatest of all time, but you know how great was he? Some people have um. Above Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know. I think um, you know he got beat by the way in his last fight by Rocky Marciano, uh-huh. but this was an old, washed up Joe Lewis. Okay, yeah. a Joe Lewis in his prime. I'm telling you right now, does not lose the Rocky Marciano. Yeah, it's uh, you know that was the 69th uh, fight. You know he was uh, they have him listed as 37 years old at that point. Yeah, that's exactly right. Joe Lewis, um, I mean, you talk about somebody that just changed boxing, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and remember, I told you before, this is a guy that came black heavyweight after Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson was the first black American heavyweight champion. Very brash, bold. And Joe Lewis is, was almost the opposite. Yeah. Beloved by Americans, mm-hmm. especially his epic battle against Max Schmeling, Rick. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the greatest of all time. Um, Good call out. 25 in a row. We'll never see that again, right? Yeah. When I say never, I mean never. Never. All right, folks, that'll do it for round seven. Got a big weekend of fights. We are planning to be at the Galen Center this Saturday. We'll see how that goes down. We'll see you next week, right? See you next week.